that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Webb. Is that really in the Bible? You know, I've met a lot of people that claim to know the Lord. And I think what, what they mean by that is they know a lot about Jesus Christ. And I, I guess all religious people would say, yes, they know a lot about Jesus Christ. But then I wonder sometimes, because one time I was driving down the road and I went by, it was a, it was a big Baptist church, and on their digital sign, very nice, expensive digital sign, it said, church pig roast, pig roast. And I started thinking, I thought, you know, they must not know a lot about Jesus because first of all, Jesus was a Jew and Jesus observed the dietary laws. And if you invited Jesus to your church and served him pig meat, he would be appalled by that. You know, he, he would not eat the thing that you, and so I'm thinking, okay, here are people that if Jesus came in the flesh again, here are all kinds of religious people that wouldn't even know how to feed him. I think that's pathetic when you think about it. So I'm not sure, you know, all these people, well, you know, uh, do you know the Lord, brethren? I know Jesus. And you see bumper stickers with, you know, Jesus Christ. And usually a sticker like that is on some kind of jalopy car that's about to fall all to pieces. And, uh, you know, but you think, okay, well, I, I guess they know Jesus also. But do you really know Jesus Christ? Now, surely all preachers know the Lord. I mean, they get up there and talk about Jesus all the time. But I, again, I wonder how many preachers really know a lot about Jesus Christ. Now, today, I'm going to tell you about the Jesus that you've never met, nor have you ever heard anything about this Jesus in, at your local church. And it's going to be shocking. And I'm not deliberately trying to offend you, but I'm just trying to give you facts about Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna tell you a lot of things about Jesus that you've never heard before. You see, the problem with all of us is this. We are born into a ready-made world of religion. And that ready-made world of religion is all wrapped up in a easy-to-believe package, a very beautiful, simplistic package. We are taught certain things from our youth. We're taught this is the day you go to church on. We're taught these are the holidays that you celebrate Jesus with. We're taught this is what you do. This is what you think. You know, and we're taught about, let me just illustrate something to you. Have you ever seen a picture of Jesus where he's long, feminine-looking Jesus with hair and a faraway gaze and maybe his hands like that, praying? You know, chances are that is not even, you know, Jesus never posed for a picture that someone would take his picture, you know. Never did that, but, but the representation of the pictures I've seen, I can guarantee you Jesus did not look like that. He sure didn't look like a hippie from Woodstock. 
okay? I, that I know, okay? So we're bo all born into a ready-made world and we have these preconceived concepts and ideas about who Jesus is, what he taught, what he believed. Now, maybe you've been in church all of your life. Maybe you've been in church for 40 years. Maybe you were taught in seminary school. Maybe you consider yourself to be deeply religious. But I'm gonna tell you some things that are absolute facts that you need to know about Jesus Christ. First off, did you know that Jesus didn't go to church on Sunday? No. No, he never went to church on Sunday, other than the day of Pentecost, I would say. But, because uh, that's held on a Sunday, but Jesus' custom was not, I mean, he was a Jew. He kept the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment says to keep the Sabbath day. And since Jesus was about keeping his commandments, keeping his father's commandments, Jesus didn't go to church on Sunday. He kept the seventh day Sabbath, which is Saturday. All right. Let's take a look at some verses here. Luke 4 and verse 16. And it came, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, notice this, this was his custom. This was his tradition. This is what he did. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Now, did you know that the New Testament church did not go to church on Sunday? I know you find that hard to believe, but it is the absolute truth. The New Testament church, I mean, if Jesus didn't go to church on Sunday, why would the New Testament church be going to church on Sunday? Well, it wouldn't. All right, let's take a look. Acts 17 and verse two. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scripture. This was Paul's manner. Yes, the apostle of grace. And did you know that this, what I'm reading here in, in the book of Acts, Acts 17 and verse 2, that this is four or five years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul, his manner, his custom, he went into them and reasoned with them out of the scripture on the Sabbath day. Let's notice this, this next verse. This is an interesting verse because you know, a lot of people have this idea about the Gentiles and the Jews did this, but the Gentiles did that. You know, the Jews kept the Sabbath, but the Gentiles, they went to church on Sunday. No, no, no. That's not what your Bible says. Let's take a look at it. Acts 13 and verse 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. When? The next Sabbath, the Gentiles would hear. Verse 44, and the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Now, just a little insight here. If the New Testament church was keeping Sunday, why didn't Paul just say to these Gentiles, look, you don't have to come back next Sabbath why don't you just come back tomorrow on the first work day of the week, Sunday, and I'll continue to preach to you. Paul didn't say that. He told them the next Sabbath, the Gentiles came back. 
Again, Jesus did not go to church on Sunday, nor did the New Testament church go to church on Sunday. Now, you may be shocked, and maybe you didn't know this. And again, I'm not talking about what your church teaches you. I'm looking at what Jesus did. It's a big difference. You know, in the Bible you have the, the Hebrew mindset. And the Hebrew mindset was more about what does God want me to do? And that's what I'm looking at. What Jesus did. What the Bible wants us to do. What the Bible commands us to do. In our religion, modern religion today, we have the Greek mindset, which is more about just a way of thinking. Thinking about God, thinking about Jesus, thinking about, and it's more emotional. You know, it's like think and grow rich, which is really an idiotic statement, you know. No, you gotta work. You gotta get off your butt and work to, to grow rich, but you know, but that's the Greek mindset. And in Christianity today, there's a lot of the Greek mindset and very little of the Hebrew mindset, and that is, what does God want me to do? What did Jesus do? And that's what I'm looking at today, what he did. Now, did you know, we're talking about knowing the Lord, did you know that Jesus never, never sit around a Christmas tree and swap gifts? Did you know that the wise men, when they came to Jesus, they didn't Hey, George, here's some frankincense. They didn't swap, swap gifts among themselves. You know, they didn't, didn't do that. Now, I think you know that Jesus didn't, you know, he didn't celebrate his own birthday and, and, and nothing like that. But, but, but what I'm saying is this whole Christmas thing, you know, I know people say it's all about Jesus. I don't believe them for one second. But uh, did you know that Christmas was banned at one time in the 1600s? because Christians could see straight through it. It comes from the Saturnalia Festival, Saturnalia Festival, and it was just uh, nothing religious about that festival either. It was just a, a, like a drunken orgy, you know, just a, and it was the Catholic Church that adopted this festival and decided to give it a religious twist and call it Christ Mass or Christmas and say that Jesus was born on this, birth, on this day. The celebration of the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, and, and it's pagan to the core is what I'm saying. It's pagan to the core. Well, okay, all right, if Jesus didn't, didn't get involved in anything like that, what did he do? Well, Jesus kept the holy days, all right? Now listen, it, it, it's not for us to decide how we will worship God. God has already laid that out in the Bible how we should worship him. And it's found in the holy days, Leviticus 23, I believe, where it lays out, this is how, these are the days, these are holy days that I want you to worship me by, with. They are appointments with God. If you had an appointment with your doctor, you would keep it, wouldn't you? Or your dentist, or your lawyer. Or these holy days are appointments with God. And that's what Jesus kept. Jesus kept the Passover, the days of unleavened bread, Pentecost, trumpets, atonement, Feast of Tabernacles, the last great day, Leviticus 23. This is what Jesus kept and observed. Now you didn't know this. Again, I'm not talking about what your church teaches you. I'm talking about what Jesus did. And we don't want to be ignorant when we meet Jesus. 
and say, oh, I, 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 man, I don't even know you. I didn't have a clue as to what you did. No. No. We don't want to do that. Okay. Now, you know Jesus never celebrated Halloween. <laughs> I don't know why Halloween is in churches. The only thing I can think is that preachers are just that that much of a, a wimp that they just can't stand up to their congregation and say, we're not tolerating this. No. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Okay. All right. Okay, Jesus, now get this. Jesus never celebrated an Easter sunrise service. He never went to an Easter sunrise service. Watch the sun come up and say, that sun represents me being resurrected. All right? If he didn't do this, then what did he do? He kept the Passover. He kept the holy days found in your Bible. Did you know you're supposed to keep the holy days? And don't go there with that Jew thing. Oh, that's Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. No, 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 no. No, you can't concoct your own method for worshiping God with the tradition of our society. You got to go by the book because that's where the authority is at. Jesus kept the Passover. Luke 2 and verse 40, as, it, as the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom and grace, the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, he went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Yes, Jesus kept the Passover. Now, what is the difference between Passover and Easter? Well, the Passover is a memorial of his suffering and death. Easter is about the resurrection. You do know the word Easter is not in the original Bible, as far as the original language, Greek, Hebrew, that the word, the word is in there one time is a mistake. It says Easter. But if you look that word up, guess what it means? Passover. The King James took the word Passover and translated it Easter. Why? Well, because by that time, that pagan festival had gotten hold and into the church. That's why they did that. But anyway, <clears throat> the Passover is about his death and suffering. The, res the, the, the Easter is about his resurrection. Notice 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 26. It says, for as often you, referring to the Passover here, for as often you do, as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's resurrection until he come. No, I'm just kidding. I, didn't, I read that wrong. It says you show the Lord's death till he come. It says nothing about showing the Lord's resurrection. Now, if we're going to go by the Bible, we have to go by the Bible. With the Passover, you show the Lord's death, not his resurrection. And it suddenly dawned on me one day why, what people are trying to avoid by not keeping the Passover. You know, they're, what they're, because when you deal with the Passover, you have to deal with the reality of what caused Christ's death and suffering. You know what caused it, don't you? Yeah, my sin, your sin. And that's what people are trying to avoid by not keeping the Passover. Oh, it's great to talk about, oh, life, yeah, we got life. Risen Savior, we got life, we got life. But have you dealt with your sins yet? Most people in church have not. I know they say they have, but they're really not, they're not. Believe me, they haven't really dealt with that issue. Most people who go to church could not tell you the definition of sin. 
Do you know the definition of sin? I'm not going to tell it to you. I know it. But I bet you couldn't tell me the definition of sin. The very thing that Christ had to die for, you probably don't know the definition, the Bible's definition of sin. A lot of people would say, well, it's drinking and smoking and, and party, partying, going to parties and stuff like that. And No, that's, that's not it. If you know it, send it to me and let me know. What the, uh, I already know, but I, do, I just want to know if you know what sin is. Okay. So I think this is what people are trying to avoid. So you didn't know that Jesus never celebrated an Easter sunrise service, that Jesus kept the Passover. And that we are commanded to keep the Passover and to show the Lord's death till he returns. Did you know that Jesus never taught that saved people go to heaven? Yeah, I hate to say it because I know that's a cherished belief, but he didn't teach it. Well, let's take a look. John 3 and verse 13. And no man has ascended to heaven but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Jesus said, your Savior says, no man has ascended to heaven. Okay? Now I can just hear someone say, well, that's true. No man has, but their soul, their immortal soul went to heaven. No. No, no, no. You don't have an immortal soul. I have a program on that subject. You don't have an immortal soul. There's nowhere for your immortal soul to go to because you don't have an immortal soul. It's not a disembodied soul in heaven floating around without a body. No. No man has ascended to heaven. Well, what did Jesus? If Jesus didn't teach, you go to heaven when you die, then what did he teach? He taught the resurrection from the dead. That when you die, you're in the grave, oblivious to the passage of time, you are asleep in the, in the grave. Nah, nah, nah. People say, oh, you're talking about soul sleeping. Well, you don't have an immortal soul. Okay? So it's not soul sleeping. You're just dead, oblivious to the passage of time, and you're going to be resurrected when Christ returns. How do I know that? Look at John 5 and verse 28. Jesus speaking to Martha. He says, Martha, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Notice that. All that are in the grave are going to hear his voice. Where are they? In the grave. What are they doing there? They're dead, asleep, oblivious to the passage of time. That's what they're, I mean, what do you, I mean, when you bury someone, what do you think happens? I mean, there they are. They're in the grave. That's, that's where they're at. When you die, you're dead. All over. Okay. All right, let's look at John 11 and verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Notice that, what Jesus said. He says, your brother's going to rise again. And Martha said, and oh, how I wish there were more religious people that understood their Bibles like Martha. Je Martha said, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha had a sound theology. Resurrection. Dead. Resurrection. So simplistic. So simplistic. 
And he says, I know you're going to raise him at the last day. Well, Jesus did raise Lazarus right then. I guess Lazarus was one of the few men that actually died twice. But anyway, but where is Lazarus today? He's in the grave waiting for the resurrection at the last day. You didn't know this. You didn't know this. Again, I'm not talking about what your church teaches. I'm talking about what Jesus did and what Jesus taught. And it's a huge difference between the two, let me tell you. Did you know that Jesus never taught that lost people burn for all eternity in hellfire? He never taught that. Notice Matthew 10, verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul or the spirit. That is, man cannot destroy your unique spiritual DNA. But rather, fear, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell, both your spirit and your body in hell. In other words, God can destroy your spiritual DNA and your body. He can destroy the whole nine yards in hell. What will God do to soul and body in hell? The word destroyed ought to give you a clue. That's the end of you. No more. Destroy. That's what, that's what your Bible says. Jesus did not teach the concept that you have an immortal soul that flips off to heaven or hell. He didn't teach that. Now there is a spirit in man that returns to God who gave it. But that spirit in man, it's your spiritual DNA. But that spirit that returns to God who gave it is not conscious of anything. You understand what I'm saying? It's not conscious of anything. How do I know that? Because James says the body without the spirit is dead. Or the spirit without the body is dead. When you separate at death, spirit, body, it's a condition called death, oblivious to the passage of time. Your spiritual DNA returns back to God who gave it. He stores it away. It's going to be given back to you at the resurrection. It's just that simple, okay? It really is. Now, what did Jesus say about the tradition of men? You see, much of what we have been taught from our churches is what I call the tradition of men. And Jesus said this. He said, he said to them in Mark 7 and verse 9, he said, Full well you reject the commandments of God, that you may keep your own tradition. Much of what you've been taught in church is tradition. It is the tradition of your church. It is the tradition of your denomination. And I guess tradition may be okay as long as it leads you closer to God. But what I'm talking about is the danger of trusting traditional religion without commitment to God in his way. We are to be imitators of Christ by doing what he did. Now, I've already told you that, that Jesus, what did he do? He kept the Sabbath. He kept the annual holy days. You know, He didn't teach that you go to heaven when you die. He did not teach in an ever-burning hellfire where people burn and burn and burn and never quite burn up. There's a lot of things that Jesus taught and did that you've been taught just the exact opposite about from your church. We are to be imitators of Christ, imitators, and do what he did.
Again, Jesus never went to church. Never, he didn't go to church on Sunday. Jesus never sat around a Christmas tree swapping gifts. Uh, Jesus didn't celebrate Halloween. You know that. Jesus never went to an Easter sunrise service. Jesus never taught saved people go to heaven when they die. Jesus never taught that people burn for all eternity in hell. He didn't, he didn't do that. He didn't teach that. You know, it's time that we break out of our tradition and learn what the Bible actually says. I want to offer you something here. Entitled, You've Been Lied To About the Bible. And it goes through, I think, each one of these points I've just gone through today, only in more in details, more detailed information. Here's an assumption right here. Jesus abolished the law. You need to know what law Jesus actually did abolish. It was not the Ten Commandments. If you've been taught that Jesus abolished the Ten Commandments, you've been lied to about the Bible. Jesus went to church on Sunday. Jesus celebrated Christmas. Jesus celebrated Easter. You see, you've been lied to about the Bible. That's my point. You've been lied to about the Bible. Man has an immortal soul. No, he doesn't. Lost people go to hell and burn forever. No, they do not. Saved people go to heaven. No, they do not. And the last one, today is the only day of salvation. A lot of people believe that today is the only day of salvation. Today is the only day of salvation if God is calling you. But if God has not called you, today is not your day of salvation. There is going to be a second resurrection. Now, I know a lot of this is overwhelming. But it's time we blow the dust off our Bibles. It's time we quit being spoon-fed everything that we believe. And it's time that we prove things for ourselves. The Bible means what it says. It says what it means. Or it says what it means and means what it says. And it's time we start taking the Word of God at face value and realizing this is, this is in the Bible. This is what it says. You know, in this publication, you've been lied to about the Bible. I want you to order this. It's free of charge. I'm not going to beg you for money. I'll send that to you. But in this publication, you will learn about the Jesus Christ that you never met in church. And that's what's really in your Bible.